Welcome to Post Game and Damon exclusively on YouTube. And what do you know? Another game should consider itself managed by Brock Purdy, who is just watching as Sam Darnold comes in for mop-up time. It is a 45-22 to 22 lead for your San Francisco 49ers, if that's the way your rooting interests lie. And if you are here right now at this moment, I'm guessing that's maybe where your rooting interests lie. Welcome. Damon Bruce with you. It is great to be with you. And this has been a great day of football for the 49ers. The game is not over yet the score could change the yardage will change but the outcome will not change a 45 to 22 win for the 49ers again we'll see where it all ends up that might not be the final score but this will be a win for the 49ers on a day where they are more than handling their business in Arizona we're watching Injury reports of Jalen Hurts saying that a sickness has him downgraded to doubtful for Monday Night Football. And as we currently speak, the Buffalo Bills are blowing the doors off the Dallas Cowboys. So a very interesting afternoon is still unfolding for football fans around the NFL with a very consequential Monday night football game coming up on the horizon. It is, like I said, such an honor to have you here. Thank you for joining me today. If you are here, you are among the initiated. And by the way, it was asked for. I don't know what perks we're going to come up with, but folks, memberships has officially been turned on. And if you are looking to support this channel, if you're looking to support what we're doing over here and you consider yourself a pluser indeed, well, memberships are now officially open. So that's a great way to support the channel. But just by being here right now, by hitting like, by hitting subscribe, you're doing an awful lot to support this channel as it grows rapidly over just the last three or four weeks. There has been a seed change in a different here, and it's because of you. It's because of you liking, subscribing, commenting, clicking, notifying, doing all the things that make that YouTube algorithm kiss me on the forehead, and I very much appreciate it. We're brought to you by Hughes Orthopedics. I hope you will appreciate what Dr. Paul Hughes can do for you if you are suffering from joint pain. If you are in the Bay Area and you have a problem with your knee, your elbow, your shoulder, this guy is working on joint replacement therapy that could avoid invasive, expensive, and incredibly difficult to recover from surgery. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you'd like to avoid an orthopedic surgery, and I'm just going to continue to leave his information up on that crawl. A touchdown for Arizona has been scored here, Kyler Murray with a yoikes away to the corner of the end zone. Hughes comes down with the touchdown. So it is uh, 45-28, 49ers. The, there will be no attempt for a two-point conversion. The uh, Cardinals are just happy to just tack on one here for, you know, sakes. It's not going to affect the outcome of this game. It's not going to affect the outcome of this game no matter how you bet on this game, if you got it around 14, 14 and a half, which is, I think most people saw this go off today. So this is a day where the 49ers needed to go to Arizona and just simply handle their business. It's a day where those who want to remove Brock Purdy from an MVP conversation to make more room from Dak Prescott, well, they're being proven wrong by some afternoon action here in the NFL, and we are looking at 
a, a team of, of consequence. I mean, there's just no doubt in my mind. I don't think there's much doubt in your mind either that the 49ers are a team of consequence. Where does this go? Will they have the privilege of hosting an NFC championship game? There's still a lot more football. I keep on saying that every week because it's true. There's a lot more football, and I'll tell you what, today was just a little bit of a warning shot across the bow of overconfidence by some 49ers fans. While Christian McCaffrey was literally bending over at the waist to like massage and feel how his knee was holding up after he got flipped over on a somersault tackle, the very next play you got Brock Purdy getting clocked in the head-shoulder area, the neck area, and he's in the blue tent for a couple of plays and my friends, no matter how much fire you think you're cooking with, no matter how much talent you think you have, no matter how, how well your coach can take advantage of mismatches, you saw right there, right there, how by an absolute thread, every single NFL team and its season hangs in a balance. And then just to put a point on it, just to put a point on it, you know, if, if you didn't get the message in a blink of an eye where in two plays, it felt like, geez, Christian McCaffrey might not be 100% and all of a sudden Brock Purdy's in a blue tent. If that didn't put the scare of football God into you, maybe the fact that Randy Gregory is pushing over Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, long after the play was over, it was just one of those get off me man shoves that knocked him over and he falls in to the back left leg of Nick Bosa and Bosa got gimpy there. It is this, this thin of a margin between you're healthy and can win a Super Bowl and, oh no, guess who got hurt? And then all of a sudden your chances of winning a Super Bowl go from this to this to this to this to, to oh my God, now you're, you, you can't even really think about it anymore. It is victory formation. Sam Darnold, the human victory cigar, who again got some actual in-game reps. And look, Kyle Shanahan stayed a little aggressive looking for Sam Darnold to throw when he came in for the briefly injured um uh, Brock Purdy right there, but uh, Sam Darnold is a human victory cigar, and we got ourselves a final from Arizona. It is official. The 49ers with their largest point total of the 2023 season to date, 45-29 over Arizona, and it is a, a 49er team that is now moving to 11-3 on the year. The Cardinals will fall to 3-11, and Brock Purdy finishes 16-25, 242 yards and four touchdowns touchdowns for Brock Purdy when it's all said and done for him. He was, as usual, fantastic, as was Christian McCaffrey, who ends his season with seven touchdowns, seven of them, against the Arizona Cardinals. He had a four-touchdown game early on in the year, and today, Two receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown for Christian McCaffrey. 18 carries, 115 yards, and what you saw all day long from the 49ers. And look, they got down in this game. It was 7-0 Arizona before they had even touched the ball. So, you know, the you are not opening the game in the typical fashion the 49ers like to open a game in. Like right off the rip. What do you got? 
Instead of scoring on the opening drive, you're scored upon in the opening drive. But the Niners didn't even blink. They just come right down the field and bing, bang, boom. They're in the end zone. Now, all of a sudden, we got ourselves a football game. And from that point on, it was an awful lot of 49ers. Look, you got to give some credit here to Arizona. Like Arizona showed you an awful lot of offense early, an awful lot of offense early. Trey McBride. This guy had one of the best games any player in the NFL has had against the 49ers all season long. Um, before this, the, 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 the 49ers could really even get any momentum going. You know, the, the Arizona Cardinals had run 20 play for 143 yards and three possessions. By the way, those three possessions, you had two scoring possessions sandwiched around the very first Chavarius Ward pick six of his career and the first defensive touchdown of the season for the 49ers. There've been one or two called back along the way. It felt like I was surprised to even hear that. Like if you would ask me just real quick, Damon, without looking it up, have the 49ers scored a defensive touchdown this season? I would have been like, yeah, I think they have. But no, today was their first as a matter of fact. Um, but the Cardinals... Look, they were moving the ball early, 7.2 yards per play early on in this game. Right after I made that note, the 49ers then took a three and out on their very second possession of the game. So now Arizona's getting the ball back um, after getting turned over on uh, their first fourth down try. They stayed aggressive, went for it on fourth and one. They picked up, uh, they picked that up, and all of a sudden Arizona's offensive line and time of possession is starting to really tilt in their direction. And we knew that the 49ers came in defensive light today uh, when you don't have Eric Armstead when you're not dressing Hargrave you are coming in with less than a defensive line than you normally have and even in this game um, uh, th there was uh, I, I, th th there was another injury which caused a shallow defensive line to get even a little shallower but um, when it was all said and done the 49ers stayed in this game, even though it was lopsided time of possession Arizona early on. It was still 14-13 49ers with about six minutes to play in the first half. And look, it's the start that Arizona would have taken if you had sold it to them like each and every time. It's the start that Arizona would have said, yeah, you know, all things considered, looking at who they are, who we are, we'll take that. We'll take 14 to three with six minutes to play in the first half, even though we've had the ball an awful long time, they would have taken that. Cardinals ran 30 plays before the 49ers had run a dozen of their own, but then the Niners do start running plays, and what do you get? Chunks and chunks and chunks and chunks and chunks and chunks of yardage. Chunks and hunks of yardage. Every single time you look up, it felt like it was a big play. I usually save it for much later in the show here, a little post-game and Damon for you on YouTube, but... um. You had plays in this game for the 49ers offense of 41 yards, 35 yards, 26 yards, 22 yards, 22 yards, 19 yards, 19 yards, 18 yards, 17 yards. I think there was another one for 18 yards in there. Now, anything that didn't start with a one is considered a chunk play. Anything that is above, well, no, truthfully, 
That's not even true because any running play that goes north of 10 yards is considered a chunk play, an explosive play, and any passing play that goes north of 20 yards is considered that. And a lot of those teens that I'm telling you about are runs either made by Christian McCaffrey or in one instance, we saw Jordan Mason take a 17-yard gain in one of his five carries today, five carries, 22 yard, or 20 yards with 17 of them coming on one play for uh, Jordan Mason, uh, an 11-play run for Debo the one time he ran with the ball. He had himself a two-touchdown afternoon as well. Four catches, 48 yards, two touchdowns for Debo Samuel. And it was just a day where the 49ers just worked. Who they are, what they want to be, what they want to do with the football was basically there for them all day long. The reason why they gave up over 200 rushing yards, which is the only, okay, there's something to complain about on our talk shows throughout the week. 30 carries for 234 yards for Arizona. Arizona has spent all season long running the football. It's what they are. It's who their signature is. But when it's all said and done, the 49ers still prevent a single runner from going over 100 yards. They haven't done that in, in seasons. And even though they gave up an awful lot of yards on the ground, it to me was all explainable, not just by this is what Arizona does, but by this is who isn't playing today. Without Eric Armstead, without uh, Javon Hargrave, who is even more of a pass rusher than a defensive run stopper on the defensive tackle spot, he's still... He's still better than what they had to play with today. And we're eventually going to get to the what I do like and what I didn't like about this game. But that's later on before we really go through it all. I, th I thought today was a bad Fred Warner game. I mean, a bad Fred Warner game to the tune where he still led the game in tackles. I mean, there's a sliding scale of that was a bad game for any other linebacker, and that was a bad Fred Warner game. Fred Warner had a, a couple of missed tackles, and today was a day where he didn't want to miss any tackles, I'm sure of it, because he knew how thin the front of that defensive front had become just due to availability. But when it was all said and done, everybody got their job done, specifically Brock Purdy, who just again, is ramming the MVP conversation down the throats of people who did not want to have it. It's, it's really incredible what he's doing. We got 600 people in the room right now. That is a great start to the show that we're not even 15 minutes into. Thank you for finding me. Thank you for being a part of this. When you jump into the chat, what I really hope is that you are going to be greeted by one of the coolest communities in all of sports right now. I really mean this. Um, as someone who spent nearly 20 years on the radio talking to an audience, you really get to have a discussion with an audience here on YouTube. It's a legit community that gets built. And for the first time ever, beginning today, we are offering memberships. If you would like to really support this channel, and I know there's so many of you true hardcore plusers, that's what you call yourselves, I'm sure you'll be signing up for it. But I tell you, there's something for everyone to sign up for. Um, whether you're new here or not, it is great to have you here. And before you know, you before you commit to any sort of monthly tithing to the channel, and there will be some perks, I promise you, along the way. Before there's any of that, 
If you just go ahead and click like and subscribe, that would be fantastic. It's a great way for us to begin a relationship, which I hope isn't a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, but a little little something with a little bit more lasting love than that. We got a great, um, g- great group here. Um, to join a membership, you have to be on a computer. You can't do it by mobile. Well, there you go. Hopefully everyone gets to uh, a computer at one point in time, but I didn't even know that, Nick. You know more about this than I do. Again, we're we're just starting over here, kids, and it's really good to have you here. Jason, thank you so much. He said, this is the best 49er post game there is. I thank you for that very, very much. Um, you know, look, there's no time to rip on anybody, but Roy Boy says, we ain't winning shit with Sam Darnold. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. I mean, should it fall on Sam at some point in time, the entire equation of the season and what you hope to accomplish, it all changes. It all changes. Leslie, you're so right. Week 15, it is hard to stay healthy. It's hard out there. Hard out there. What you saw today with an injury to, well, I mean, it wasn't an injury that caused him to miss time in the game, but with an injury that is, uh, uh, you know, he was feeling his knee out, and then you saw the fact that uh, uh, Brock Purdy hit the blue tent at one point in time today. That is how thin of a string all your NFL hopes and dreams live upon. There is no doubt. But the game manager was only able to manage four touchdowns today. You are right that. Thank you very much for the super chat. Keep up the good old work, Andrew. Thank you very much. We will try to do that, and obviously we don't want to miss any super chats. If they go by too quickly, I apologize a thousand times over. Um, And Chef A, you know, Amy. I wasn't worried about this game, but when Brock and CMC and Bosa got dinged, you get a bit concerned. Yeah, you do. You can't help that because you see how, again, a big, strong football team is one of the biggest, strongest, nastiest thing on planet sports. But when you really look at it, it's also one of the most fragile things out there. One of the most fragile things out there. What Brock Purdy has been able to do this early in his career Oh, by the way, I guess we should congratulate Brock Purdy and the 49ers on back-to-back NFC West championships. Uh, they, 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 they won the NFC West today. That's official. No one's printing T-shirts for that. I don't think many people are going to go out and buy T-shirts for that. RIP Cougar Rebel can say, look, Arizona scored way too many points. Arizona's got Kyler back for his fifth week in a row. He is uh, the quarterback of a bad football team that is 500 since he returned as its starting quarterback. He was two and two in his four games. Now they are, you know, he's two and three in the five games that he's started. And I'm just telling you, as I, I tell you this all the time, RIP Cougar Rebel, there's no such thing as an easy day. There's no such thing as an easy-to-beat NFL team. If you don't believe me, ask the Atlanta Falcons, who lost to the Carolina Panthers today. The Atlanta Falcons are playing with, like, we have playoff intentions about them, and they lose. By the way, another shocking loss today. Green Bay Packers losing at home as Baker Mayfield puts up a perfect passer rating. One of the great days of Baker Mayfield's often criticized career happened today at Lambeau Field. So just when you think that you've watched enough football to know how these games are going to break, 
they break in other directions. That's the beauty of this. That's the beauty of this. That's why this is the most consumed, most watched sport out there. We are addicted to football because it's the only thing that literally serves up anything at any time could happen. And everything hangs so fragile. So just look at where you were on Thursday and look at where the 49ers sit today. With a question about Jalen Hurts' availability, Darius Slay won't be playing for the Eagles on Monday Night Football up in Seattle. The Dallas Cowboys are getting shellacked right now. Let me uh, open this up and see exactly where we are in that game. Uh, Oh, is it uh, 31-10? Is that a final now? Is the shellacking over? 31-10. I guess that's going to take a little bit of a bite out of Dak Prescott's MVP conversation, which was the immediate pivot point for those who did not want to talk about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy answers that pivot point with four touchdown passes this afternoon. He was fantastic and just chunk play chunk play after chunk play after chunk play Brock Purdy wasn't sacked this afternoon clean slate for the 49ers offensive line and a four touchdown day with 242 yards after they scored the most amount of or it put up the most amount of yards in a single game just a week before they put up the most points of the season and that of course got an assist from a Chavarius Ward interception return from a touchdown, and Ward uh, ends the day with two picks. He's having a hell of a year, man. He is really something else. Like when when I was looking at the pregame injury report, like you saw that pregame injury report today, and you said to yourself, well, what what do I, what, what don't I like about this? Obviously, Eric Armstead, Javon Hargrave are guys you want in there. So it hurts that they're not in there. And then I thought Oren Burks, you know, very good player, stinks that he's not going to go today, especially with you know, you, you got to keep a spy on Murray. You got to have someone who can chase him down. He's just going to jitterbug his way to first downs when it looks like you got that play squashed. So I thought that hurt today. And uh, Kalea Davis, by the way, went down in the first half. That's whose name I couldn't remember earlier. Kalea Davis went down with an ankle injury in this game, did not return. So you're down three defensive tackles. Just a heartbeat or two into this game. But the one name that was on, or I should say off the injured list, was Chavarius Ward. And I put an exclamation. As soon as I saw that Mooney Ward is playing, I wrote down an exclamation point, which, you know, if I can read my own notes, usually means that's important. And it was important that he played. He had one of his best games of his life today and the first time that he has returned an interception for a touchdown in the NFL. So uh, hell of a day for Ward when it comes down to it. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Trent Williams. We didn't hear that much out of George Kittle this afternoon. Um, he had a great day blocking though. I mean, there was one play where McCaffrey took it around the left-hand side and he had Kittle and Warner out there just splitting the, just splitting guys wide open for McCaffrey to run through. And that's of course, they're following Trent Williams. It's just an awful lot of beefcake coming at you. Hell of a day. It was just, I don't care if you win by one point 
or as many points as you did win by. Just didn't matter. Just handle your business today. And you saw other teams who were in handle your business today mode weren't able to handle their business. Damn it. Says with Dak shit in the bed and Brock blowing past him in the MVP race. Look, I'll tell you right now, you can give the MVP to anybody in this league other than Brock Purdy. I don't care. And I don't think he cares either. This is not a, a, a season that's supposed to put a MVP trophy in Brock Purdy's hand. It's a season that's supposed to put a Lombardi trophy in the hand of everyone associated with the 49ers. That's the goal. That's the goal. But Brock Purdy keeps playing at an MVP level. Clearly, it feels like you get easier and closer to the goal. The guy's just a difference maker. Boomer T says Purdy equals difference maker. Cam is a clown. Look, Cam wants to try out this life of punditry. Look out, dude. People keep receipts. People keep coming back for you. Again, a man who wears such silly hats should used to have people laughing at him. I guess he's just not used to having it come at him so hard. But what we don't do is troll over here. That's not what this show's about. This show's not about clickbait. It's not about beating your chest after a win. It's reminding yourself that, oh my God, Brock Purdy could have gotten really hurt today and there goes your whole damn year. If that Christian McCaffrey knee, my knee doesn't feel little, it feels a little funky to something bad happens, that's your whole year probably. You're lucky. As much as the Niners are well-built and this situation is well-earned, what they also are is well more lucky than other football teams that have had very important, consequential players go down with injuries. This is an endurance test as much as it is a test of will and skill and preparation and execution. This is an endurance test. The Niners continue to play and pass it today. Baron Red. Thank you very much. Post Game and Damon, Plusers unite. Indeed, unite. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. My God, I would uh, certainly appreciate more of you coming in. And I'm going to tell you, we're going to be hanging out on Christmas as well. Next up for the 49ers as the bird gauntlet continues. Won't be a full bird gauntlet. They don't have the Falcons on the schedule this season. But they've got the Ravens on Christmas. And we're going to invite you right back here when that game ends on Christmas. I have moved around family plans. The Duchess, who has flown in for Christmas, she's down with the program. We might all come and have some Christmas cookies with you during the damn show. If it's a 49ers win and everybody's in a good mood. But it's going to be Christmas, so everyone's going to be in a good mood. But could it be a great mood? That's up to the 49ers, but that's a week from now. We're not going to get there. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit with uh, Niners Wake Up with yours truly and Larry Kruger, which is going to be getting going at 8 a.m. Monday, sweeping the Bay Area is the most preferred morning show out there. But thank you for preferring this one right here and right now. And again, please like and subscribe. It's great to have you here. It truly is. Um, it was a shocker for a lot of people that the Cardinals came out and pl played so well so early. And but for the Kyler pick six to Mooney Ward, really controlled the football. I'm telling you right now, things that I liked in this game, I don't care who he plays for. Dude, Trey McBride. Trey McBride. Hello. This guy had one of the best games anyone has had against the Niners all year. He was awesome. Absolutely awesome. So 
you know, McBride did everything he could to give the 49ers fits today. One hell of a player, finished with 10 catches and 102 yards. He was the go-to guy over and over and over and over again. <coughs> and of course, the dryness in the back of the throat begins. It wouldn't quite be, I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't quite be the holiday season unless the entire family were coming down with a little bit of a chest cold. You know, it's just the way it is around here. Brent. Brent, don't think I've seen your name here before. Welcome indeed. Thank you very much. Um, all the talking heads are going to have to revise their Dak leading the MVP field with Purdy somewhere behind him. Yeah, that's a that's a talking point, which look, for a moment there, I'm going to tell you right now, you know who's a really hard guy to beat in terms of popularity? The Dallas Cowboys quarterback, no matter who it is, when things are going well for Dallas. But the minute something goes wrong for Dallas, that's a very lonely place to be. Brock Purdy is the guy who is just, he's been so steady. And, you know, during the three-game losing streak, which feels like such a distant memory now, it's not even worth bringing up. But I would... For those of you, if you would really like to arm yourselves with an argument that Brock Purdy is indeed this league's MVP, go back and look at how well he played in the three losses in a row. Now, it doesn't really reflect in the statistics of the loss to Cleveland. He didn't play great, but he did drive them into game-winning field goal position. Moody missed it. Against both Cincinnati and Minnesota, Brock Purdy totaled more than 700 yards of offense. Now, he threw crucial interceptions that we're not going to pretend those didn't happen. He never pretended those didn't happen. But a lot of people out there wanted to pretend that those interceptions were about to now define him and redefine the season that the 49ers were about to have, and nothing could have been further from the truth. Purdy walked through those interceptions into a bye week and has come out of it. And I don't think we've worried about him turning the ball over since it's happened once or twice, but that has normally been, you know, as much on the receivers end of the turnover as an interception can get as it was on his end. The guy's solid. And so is Dale. We own the West Dale. Thank you very much. A little super chat from Dale. And I'm going to tell you right now, Dale, you got for each of your dollars back-to-back NFC West championships. That's what the Niners have done. Again, this team has done everything, everything but win a Super Bowl since Kyle Shanahan has taken over. It really has. And for some of you, that is still like, you know, a bridge that there will be no love for any coach until that bridge is crossed. And I get it. I really do. I understand that this is a starved-for-a-championship fan base. It's been a very, very long time. People are sick and tired of hearing about the catch and Joe and Steve and all of that. Like, distant memories is what that feels like now. It feels like me as an Indiana basketball fan talking about looking at these five banners and there's not a single date on one of those banners that's in the 90s, much less 
the aughts or the tens or the twenties. You know, I mean, like it's been years since the Hoosiers have won anything. And it's been that going back to the great eighties. Well, and then you got the one early in nineties, uh, you know, 94 with the Niners. So at least you got that, but that's even a long time ago now. I know you're starved for a championship. You know, some guy commented like, or shot me a tweet or something last week when he's like, I want this more than Shanahan. I'm telling you, you don't. (laughs) You think you do. And that's great. It's great being a fan. It really is. Kyle Shanahan has been standing in the shadow of his father's coaching legend and trophy case his entire life since he decided, Daddy, I want to be a coach too. That is incredible pressure to be as close as he's been to have assembled the team that is supposed to now, you know, win it all, according to so many people who, you know, just want to use some recency bias to come up with that. No one was really out there early on in this year. I didn't hear the 49ers were about to win a Super Bowl in a three-game losing streak. This channel, this host, never really lost confidence, but just said some things need to change. And, and, And progress is not linear normally over the course of a team nor an athlete's career. Two steps forward, three more steps forward, two steps back, a couple more steps forward, a few more steps forward, one step back. That is how professional athletic development normally happens. Brock Purdy has basically been this. He's been a 45-degree angle of, holy shit, this guy is better than he's supposed to be at this point in time in his career since it started. Now, even though he's got this level of success about him, there are those who do want to tell you that what you're seeing is an illusion, is more um, just, you know, data points and luck coming together than it is his own individual skill. And I'm going to tell you right now, even if you're right, who gives a shit? Who cares in the ultimate team game? Who might be the more, this guy is the single best at his position than this guy and that guy and that, but this guy and that guy. It's about team. 49ers got a hell of a football team. There's no taking that away from them. I don't care who wins what other than a Lombardi trophy, because my God, they win one of those. There's no debating who the best team was that year. It's going to be tough for Skip Bayless and my good friend Nick Wright and a couple other people out there to walk back everything that they've told you may or may not happen with this team. Anyone still worried about those training camp interceptions on Brock Purdy? Did those training camp interceptions speak louder to you than today's four-touchdown game? I mean, this is why you need an adult sometimes in the captain's chair. This is why you need somebody who's covered a few football teams, who's been through a few seasons, who's watched this team go to and lose Super Bowls, who has watched this team in its worst days imaginable to appreciate what is good football and what is bad football. There are some people who have seen so much good football that the only way that they are trying to cover this team was through the prism of like, watch how spicy I can be about how, you know, even though they're good, they're not good enough. They're good, but they're not good enough. And until they're perfect, I'm going to complain. There is no perfect. There, there is just no perfect available in this league, especially in week 15 when guys are hurt. So 
this is a uh, this could be a huge week of consequential football for the 49ers. They are right now the first team in the NFC to 11 wins. That's theirs. The Dallas Cowboys will not be joining them in 11 wins. Not this week, anyways. They've lost in Buffalo and got mollywopped in Buffalo. Will the Philadelphia Eagles get to 11 wins? Again, no Darius Slay. He's already been ruled out for Monday night in Seattle. And Jalen Hurts apparently doesn't feel great and has been downgraded to questionable. We'll see where that goes. Will it be Marcus Mariota? Isn't he their backup right now? So you cannot, you cannot get more interesting or more excited or more everyone lean forward because here we go. I mean, the portion of the season that you had to get through to get to this point was really something else. It's been a hell of a ride, but the ride really starts now. I mean, it really starts now as you are rounding out how you play out the remainder of this regular season, trying to secure that one seed while at the same time trying to leave as much gas in everybody's tank as possible. And will you get the distinct honor? I'm telling you, I don't think it's the home field advantage that matters most in the NFC championship game. It's having only to play one game before you get there. That's what matters most. To avoid a wild card round and start a playoff run in a divisional, like the bye week is more important than home field advantage to me. That bye week is what these teams are fighting for more than they're even fighting for home field advantage. What a huge game the 49ers are going to have on Christmas against the Baltimore Ravens. Woo! I can already hear the whole world saying Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl preview. It could be, indeed, a Super Bowl preview. Uh, thank you so much for being here this evening. It's great to have you. My name's Damon Bruce. This is The Plus, and memberships, kids, are available if that's something you might be interested in. Before you do that, though, a like or a subscribe would do an awful lot to help around here. And I'll tell you, and I want to thank my sponsor, Dr. Paul Hughes of Hughes Orthopedics down in San Mateo, who really is on the cutting edge of therapy that can help you avoid knee replacement, full partial knee replacement, shoulder replacement. There's big joint replacement business out there that his therapy would stand in the way of if it were overly popularized. But he literally took a syringe plunged it into my love handle, sucked out a bunch of fat cells, spun it around in the centrifuge and injected it into my knee where I have full-on bone-on-bone arthritis. And that man made my knee feel 25 years younger. I got the Kobe Bryant German knees now. That's what I got. I got the German knees that Kobe went and got. And everyone was like, oh, is Kobe cheating? No, he just found a doctor who was doing what Dr. Paul Hughes is doing over here you have all the information right now to contact Dr. Paul Hughes for a consultation on the crawl. If you're in the Bay Area, I highly suggest that you check out Dr. Paul Hughes. I will leave his contact information up and crawling. But let's hop right back into the chat. Let's wrong hap. Uh, Adam S. says, uh, Nikki Wrong is a very pretty, br pretty brunette. I, let me say this. 
I know Nick well enough to where I'm hopefully going to get him on the show soon. And we will, of course, rake him over the coals about being wrong about Bay Area sports, as he always is. Remember, he was the guy who told you the Golden State Warriors weren't very good right in the middle of all their championships. So we're going to have to correct Nick on a couple of things. But we're also going to ask to ask him, like, what is the end game with that hair? Where is that going? Like every every hair every every hair plan kind of has a plan. What's his plan with that with that mop? I think we deserve answers. Freddie Jr. says, uh, "Damon, what's up? Sorry, I've been missing. Been in North Dakota working. I'm flying home on Christmas Day. You're growing, baby." 49ers, Brock Purdy, it's the real deal. Freddie, thank you for the support. I'm just going to tell you right now that the beauty of YouTube is that attendance is not mandatory. It's preferred, obviously, but it's not mandatory. And you fit this show into your life wherever it's most convenient, wherever it works best for you. And that's what's freaking awesome about this medium. As a guy who spent all those years on the radio, what's so cool is that now you can listen to the show whenever you damn well please, whenever it's most convenient for you. And oh, by the way, you can download the podcast. Damon Bruce Plus is not just a YouTube channel. It's a podcast as well that is available wherever you get your podcasts. Not even 20 minutes after we wrap up here, this show will be available in podcast form. So here we are creating our own multimedia freaking digital company. And we're probably just going to keep on going right over here because this is so much better than radio. It allows us to build a community, a real connection with each other. And beyond that, it allows you to take this show wherever you want. Listen whenever you want it. Dan Serino says, show some love. Hit that like. Well, thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate that. Hopefully you can convince the people. He also wants to know, what's a Cam Newton? It's like a Fig Newton, but it won an MVP and wears funny hats. <laughs> All right. A couple super chats coming in. The ringer Steven Ruiz is in shambles after Purdy's last two check down touchdowns. Let's end bird season strong next week. No doubt about that, Eric. And thank you very, very much. Thanks to Brian as well. Super chatting for 10 bones saying unreal. Hearing that crowd in Arizona cheer Brock coming back from the injury. My head is down. I was making a note and I heard the same thing you did right over that broadcast. I'm like, oh, it must be Brock coming back in because I'm going to tell you right now. I don't care where the 49ers play. It's a home game for them. Seriously, 49er fans have done more to take over NFL stadiums than any fan base has in this league this year. Niners fans got into Philadelphia against the Eagles at the link in a fashion that I didn't even think was possible in Philadelphia, but it happened. Now, today, the red didn't stand out nearly as much because the home team wears red too, but the volume, go back and listen with the audio up to Chavarius Ward's pick six. You would have thought you were at Candlestick, much less Levi Stadium. Like it got loud in Arizona. So the Niners have a home game pretty much no matter where they're playing. 
So, Brian, thank you very much. I heard the same thing that you did. I appreciate that super chat. Just in time for Christmas. We got stockings to stuff for the boys, so thanks very much. Uh, Leslie, again, Christmas, cookies and eggnog. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to tell you right now, I am, uh, I, am, I am worried about how much fatter I'm about to be a week from now. The Duchess is upstairs getting her getting her fastball ready for these cookies. I can feel her warming up in the bullpen right now. For those of you new here, the Duchess is my mom. <laughs> uh, Mike, Mike Guernsey says, Damon, I just found your channel. I subbed less than a minute in. Well, Mike, if only everyone were more like you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. I do appreciate it very, very much. Michelle Haberman. I mean, one of the first ladies of the Pluse, if there ever was one. A hardcore, true blue Pluser, if there ever was one. Uh, says, uh, Mooney Ward gives me Deshaun Goldson vibes. Speedy, hungry, ballhawk, fucking ballhawk. I love it. He's having a monster year. I mean, really, as big of it, there will be three guys who really qualify as 49ers defensive player of the year. Now I'm not I'm not saying that this is going to be the league's defensive player of the year, but the Niners defensive player of the year. Look, you could you could just pencil in Nick Bosa's name automatically to that. Fred Warner is probably the right choice. Chavarius Ward could steal it from both of those guys. He could take it from both of them. He really could. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah, bang, bang for 45 points. It's the most, the most that they've scored all year. Update on Bosa. I don't have one for you, BJ. I am uh, without a producer here. The only thing I can do is read to you whatever happens to pop up on this TV up there. But I don't have any Bosa update for you. If you're a true 49er fan, go ahead and hit that like. Thank you very much, Dan, jumping in for Super Chats. I appreciate that. And this is, look, this is something Drew says, I love having Pluser membership, supporting the product that is important to me. I can't believe how many people have asked for it. And that's just, you know, the generous nature of so many of you that you've asked for it. Damon, we want memberships. And I, I don't have, like, free T-shirts to give away. I guess I could mail you a sticker, <laughs> you know. Uh, shoot me your address, and I'll, be, I'll mail you some stickers. Uh, a lot of you have already been to our meetups and probably even have these stickers. But people are still like, look, we don't even want anything from it. It's not about exclusive content. It's about supporting the channel. And, I mean, seriously, that makes me want to cry almost. Thank you so very, very much for being generous, for wanting something and supporting something that is independent. And... Um, you know, I'm now using this as the means to support my family. So thank you very much. Wanting to support the channel is basically like saying, Damon, we want to support you. So I really, really appreciate that. And I do think that what we do here kind of stands out like a sore thumb in 2023, where, you know, the people who get the most attention take the most extreme positions. You know, my, I don't take the most extreme positions. I leave that for people looking for attention. What I want to do is I want to get it right. I want to get it correct. I want to accurately reflect what the hell it is we're looking at because that is 
the least served sports fan in America right now. There might be more, it might be easier to corral over excitement. It might be, oh, I don't, there's no might about it. It's a lot easier to corral fan venom and anger. I'm looking right in the middle of that. If this is venom, if this is overexcitement, I want my show to be right here. And I don't mean in the middle of the road not taking any hard positions or anything like that. But just we've been here before. This is not our first rodeo. We're not going to start clapping the minute somebody falls off of a bowl. It's this, we've been to the rodeo before. We know how this works. We know how long it takes to even get to the Super Bowl. For, you know, people, they start this before week one, we're at halftime. Yeah, do you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? What the fuck are you talking about? It's halftime of week one. We got a long way to go. There are people who just want to talk about everything in terms of the most extreme position available. That's not how any of this should work. And I do believe that the intelligent, actually been around the block more than one sports fan out there is the worst served sporting consumer in America. So hopefully we've got a product that appeals to you. Hopefully I've got a show that's going to appeal to you. And again, before you even think of coming in with a membership or a super chat, I'm just going to ask you to hit the like button. That's easy. It's free. Sporticus, again, who's been around here since days of radio. Trey McBride and Matt Laporte are two young stud tight ends to watch going forward. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Um, especially Trey McBride. I mean, there's not anything about him that I don't really like. Trey McBride had himself just a, a nasty game today. You know, he's hunting footballs. And Kyler Murray trusts the hell out of him. You can see that. Again, Michelle, she's been to more than one game in her life. She understands how division games work. Yeah, I know how bad the Arizona Cardinals are. Uh, do you ever notice that no matter how bad the Arizona Cardinals are, they always give the Niners more than they want? That's what they got. The Arizona Cardinals gave the Niners a little bit more than they wanted today, but even giving them all of that, even giving them all of that, it still wasn't enough. Barry Ford says, uh, Barry, checking in from Memphis. Look at it this way, Barry. I have never once done a post-game show on a San Francisco radio station that reached Memphis. So that's why I like being here. That's why I love being on YouTube. And that's ultimately why I'm not worried about the future at all anymore. This is going to happen. If we're sitting here with this size of an audience, not even a season into doing this, what's five seasons into doing this going to look like for us? You know, what did some people say about uh, Brock Purdy at the very beginning? Like, I don't think he can get any better. I hope you didn't say that about me with YouTube, because I still I don't even know what it, the hell it is I'm doing here yet. And I think we're doing an okay job. Now, here's a question or a statement that is even offered up with an apology because he thinks it controversial, saying, sorry, Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Obey Banksy? Okay, I'm good with that too. I'd be totally good with that, and I guarantee you that Brock Purdy would be good with that, and if Brock Purdy ends up winning it, Christian McCaffrey's going to be good with that. We do know, we have seen 
an overwhelming amount of evidence that the MVP award is basically a best quarterback award. We now know that, right? We, we see that. How about giving Brock Purdy the MVP and Christian McCaffrey Offensive Player of the Year? Because that's where I think we're going. That's what I think is going to happen. Like if I had to go ahead and bet on it right now, that's the way I would bet on it to go down. We got here, Frank P. Damon, thank goodness your show is on, saving us from watching Rod fumbling around and pretending. Look, here's the deal. You don't need to cut anybody's legs out from underneath them to make me look taller. I know Rod. I worked with him for years. Um, I'm glad that he's back on TV. There's no one I ever want to see out of work, but it's great to have you here, and thank you very much. Days. Damon, did you see the stat on the Niners have been first in the NFL the last four seasons in yak yard? It's insane. I think it was the last six seasons. I think they've been first in yak since Kyle took over. So, I mean, it's been even longer than that. It's incredible. It really is. Kyle has designed an offense that does what it wants to do more often than it fails to accomplish its goals. Again, that was not a sexy, scintillating sentence, but it's the truth. You know, that's not never going to be a T-shirt available at the gift store. This offense accomplishes its goals more than it fails to accomplish its goals, but that's what coaching is. That's what it is. I got a plan. Here's my plan. It isn't always going to work. How often does it work? A lot more often than not? Okay, well, I guess I'm pretty good at what it is I do. And it is what Kyle Shanahan does. He is pretty good at what he do. And you can also just see Christian McCaffrey look at a linebacker and just think to himself, oh, hot supper. I mean, every single time Christian McCaffrey is on a linebacker, it's a touchdown or it's a 30-yard gain if it's a completed pass. It feels that way. Again, today, the 49ers were able to find an offensive rhythm even though they they didn't have very much chance to get in rhythm. Huge play after huge play after huge play. Plays a 41-35 26, 22, another 22-yard play, 19 yards, 19 yards, 18 yards, another 18-yarder, a 17-yarder, and those do qualify for chunk plays when they come on the ground. Any running play over 10 yards is an explosive play. Any passing play over 20 yards is an explosive passing play. The Niners have explosive plays all over their football season since this bye week. Since the bye week, the 49ers have been a different football team. And you can say it's Chase Young on the defensive line. I mean, it all goes into the gumbo. It's all part of the reason why they're doing this now. Aaron Banks getting healthy again. Trent Williams being healthy. I thought that the one cool stat today 
that I saw on a graphics package that basically healthy Brock, healthy Debo, healthy Christian McCaffrey means Niners don't lose. You know, they're 17 and 0, I think was the graphic when all three of those guys start and finish a game together. This is from S. You got to trust the letter S. There's only 20, well, 26 letters. So when one of 26 speaks, you listen. And S says, thank you, Damon, for telling it like it is. Look forward to your shows every week. Well, not only do we do a show that starts at the two-minute warning, but we also, every single day, Monday through Friday, go live at 11 West Coast time. That show is available, obviously, whenever you need it afterwards, but we're live at 11 Monday through Friday. We'll do a little breaking up of that during Christmas week. I got kids. We got some Christmas break to take. And on Christmas itself, I'm going to be right back here with you at the two-minute warning of the 49ers and Ravens game. So we'll all be spending a little Christmas together, I hope. And look, all I'm going to tell you right now is, you know, I'm I'm blessed to have you know, my wife and my kids and my mother in town and my in-laws, um, we're going to have ourselves a lovely little Christmas. There are many, many people who do not have that available to them, and I could never take the place of your family or anything like that, but we do have our goofy little island of misfit toys over here, and if you plan on a Christmas where you might not be surrounded by friends and family, if you've got YouTube, consider yourself surrounded by friends and family and be here on Christmas and we're going to spend it together and we'll have some milk and cookies, a little pumpkin pie, some leftovers at that point in the night, I think. So uh, we're going to have ourselves a nice little get together for the holidays. So that's all coming up. 